If you are not perfect, you are worthless. If you don't have a purpose, then you are merely just a broken tool. If you are not any of these things, then you are just a disappointment. And disappointments get punished. Those were the words to live by as a Hylian living in the city of the Undergale. A massive city deep underneath the tallest mountain in the country of Josta. But I... I left that long ago. Be merciful, father, and a disappointment. You should have never before. You don't need that. All you need is me. This is the story of a girl who found out she was more than just a name. Luna Hylian. Welcome to the Shaldera Theater. This is the story of Luna Hylian. Epilogue, When Ravens Fly Away. We do hope you enjoy your stay. Viewer discretion is advised, for today's story does touch on violence, as well as physical, emotional, and mental abuse. The Hylians are one of the most respected Dark Elves in all of Josta, and within reason. They were the ones who built Undergale and led the city for over 10,000 years. Each Hylian has a set of things they are good at, and no one in the family has ever repeated it. In the year 487, 13 years before the Great War, these were the Dark Elves who were a part of the Hylian clan. Everything for this party must be perfect for my beautiful daughter. Eldrin Hylian, the last of his generation in our family. My father. Don't just stand there. Take those damn plates to the kitchen, you. Well, when he wants to be. When he isn't, he is a successful businessman in both Josta, the country of water to the west of us, known as Adaria, and the country of Earth, Taishus in the south. But others mostly see him as... a con man. Eldrin, darling! I was just notified that something is going on at the church. I'll be back in an hour. Then there is my mother, Mother Sylvana. She's the High Priestess for the Raven Queen here in Undergale. The goddess of death, luck, and life. Be safe, my shining star. Then there are their four children. Icarus! Ladies, ladies, please. There's enough of me to go around. Don't worry. First, there's Icarus. He's loved by everyone, it seems. He's also a very talented blacksmith. People from all over Josta try to get on his commission list. Boy, get these girls out of here and go get ready for dinner. Fine, whatever. Daddy! Then there's Calistrate, or Callie for short. Daddy's little girl. These curtains are raisin purple, not wine purple. Don't you worry, sweetheart. I'll fix this before tomorrow, I swear. It better be fixed before I come back home from my hunt. Oh, right. She's also the family's assassin. <laughs>
Father, I have looked over the guest list as per your request. Next is Nirov. He's quiet sometimes, but it only means what he has to say is of the utmost importance. Must be a spy thing or something. Good. Make sure no one that is not on this list gets in. That includes the staff. Understood. Mm. Lastly, there's me. Luna Hylian. I'm not good at anything, it seems. You useless gilded limited scoundrel. Clean this up before I throw you into the dungeon and show you what happens to mere servants like you. Yes, sir. Maybe that's why they all treated me like a servant more than a member of their family. I didn't have my own room. I lived in the rafters of the library when I didn't work, taking care of a raven I had saved during the winter season. Shh, Valentine, you have to be quiet during the morning, remember? They'll hear you. We don't want Sister Electrocuting you till you become our next lunch, do we? And when everyone is asleep, I go down into the library and look at almost every single book on every shelf, despite not knowing how to read. I just like the pretty pictures of far-off places. And when I'm not looking at books, I watch my eldest brother, Icarus. I just wanted to know how he had everyone falling for him. How does he do it? Is it the scar that goes across his cheek and nose that attracts everyone to him? Is it the way he walks, talks, that he drinks a lot? You gotta try this devil dust, man. I got this all the way from Moonbright. You'll feel amazing. That he takes everything that's given to him at parties, despise it, making him sick? The Lord's eldest son came back, being carried by that woman again. That boy needs to get it together if he's going to be the head of this household in the future tired of cleaning his freaking puke and all these faces in his room. That he's able to take the pressure of the name Hylian with such grace and use that pressure to make such beautiful weapons. He never noticed I was there. But I was. Just watching. Well, until one day when I found his stash of devil's dust hidden in his forge. I don't really know why I thought burning it using my brother's forge was a good idea. I just wanted my brother not to get sick anymore. And with this stuff being named devil's dust, my imagination went wild. Burn the devil. Cure the illness. Simple, right? Yeah. Simple. <sighs> Never did I think back then that this decision was a decision I would never regret doing. <gasps> what the fuck are you doing? I, um... How do you even friggin' like the furnace? <sighs> Wait, what? No! No! No, 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 get out of the freaking way! <gasps> Realize what you could have done? Not only did you almost ruin my furnace, you just burned 50 gold worth of devil dust. Why? What on earth possessed you to do this? Because 
devils are evil, right? What? I mean, yeah, some are. It was making you sick, and maybe even killing you. I don't want my brother to be remembered for dying to such an unworthy opponent. My brother isn't weak. He's a strong warrior. That's why you have that scar, right? You're, you're a brave warrior, j just like the books in the library. <sighs> brave warrior? How the fuck do you know that? You don't know me. No, I, I don't, but I want to. Why? So you can learn how to be more of a disappointment in this family? No. I want to learn how to be loved. Uh, huh? Everyone loves you. But no one ever treats me like they do you. I, I tried learning from Nerov and Calistrate, but Nerov's too hard to catch up with, and Calistrate would throw knives at me or cast a lightning spell on me if, I if she caught me. You were the only one that didn't mind me watching. Well, why would I? Well, Nirav and Calistrate kept telling me that I'm annoying, and that I'm not supposed to be anywhere near them. That I'm just a serving girl, not actually a member of the family. I thought since you didn't really talk to me, you didn't mind me being around you. Servant? What the fuck? Wait. Don't tell me you didn't even know that. Uh, ah, ah, um, um, okay, uh, there, there. It's okay. Uh, shit, I don't even know your name. Callie was right. No one loves me. No one. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, I've, I've been there, kid. It's it's rough, but maybe we can make it through this together? Uh, how's that sound, huh? R really? Yeah, yeah. I love you, big brother. I love you. I... I... <laughs> Icarus, are, are you okay? You don't know how long it's been. Since I heard those three words said to me. <laughs> After that night, Icarus became more than a brother. He was my true father. He taught me all the things he learned from the many tutors he had grown up with. He quit with drugs. He had a drink every now and then, but that was fine. He was actually trying. That's all I could ask for as a child. And though at the moment I didn't know that, he did show how much he was thankful for that one night, every single day, even now. Things were getting better for the both of us. Then came our first challenge as father and daughter. Father, there is a messenger from the kingdom of Shill, one Ophelia Frost. Should I send her in? Yes, let her in, Neron. Let's see what this King Nicholas wants from Mondegale this time. Lord Eldrin, thank you for letting me in your home. We have much to talk about. Ophelia Frost, an Iceborn from the Kingdom of Shill. Iceborns were an interesting race that made their home on a small island on the coast of Josta. They were originally water genasis, but with the power of their fae goddess Oriel, they turned into frozen ice. Or at least that's what the books in the Hylian Library always said. She was beautiful. 
pale white skin like snow, icy blue hair, and eyes like an aurora borealis. When my brother Icarus saw her for the first time, I thought for sure he was gonna faint. Oh, you alright, little one? Uh, yes, ma'am. Luna, where'd you go? Oh, uh, hi. Uh, uh, hello, my lord. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry, but I have under business to do in your marvelous city for my king. So, please ex excuse me. Have fun with your game, you two. She's pretty. You got that right. Doesn't a pretty girl like her need a guide so she doesn't get hurt? Why, you cheeky little gremlin. Come here. Oh, but you are right, little one. How did you get so smart? I learned a bit from you and your friends from the tavern. Ah, um, don't take all their tricks to heart, okay? Why? I'll tell you when I get back. Uh, uh don't want the royal messenger getting lost, right? Uh, be good and don't get into trouble while I'm gone. <laughs> Always good. <laughs> Thanks, Valentine. And as Ophelia entered both our lives, the days felt brighter in this dark city. I will admit at first I didn't like her taking away my time with my brother. But once I noticed how happy he was and that she was actually giving me a chance to be with her too, I realized she was trying to be a mother to me. It didn't take long for her to take that title with honor, but also with a secret. For Eldrin didn't approve of our small, happy family. But he wasn't gonna keep us apart. Icarus made sure of that. He sent a letter to the King of Shill persuading the king to commission Icarus to make weapons for his army. Getting money for the family, which Eldrin couldn't dismiss, and giving Ophelia an excuse to come to Undergill to supervise the business between the two cities. During the time with Ophelia when she was an undergirl, she persuaded Icarus to let her teach me about magic. I did it, Ophelia! Did you see it? Did you see it? I did! Great job, Luna. Now, don't lose focus, okay? She even persuaded him to finally teach me how to sword fight. Now remember, a sword is not a toy. It's a weapon. Treat it as so, and it will always protect you. It was during this time that my quick learning ability was finally noticed. Not only by Icarus and Ophelia, but the rest of my family. I was no mere servant anymore. I was a threat. Icarus! Valentine flew away! I don't know where he went! Oh, Luna. I think they just wanted to go back with their family. You wouldn't want to be kept away from me forever, right? No. No, I wouldn't. Well, then, instead, let's hope Valentine is able to find their family, okay? Now, how about we play hide-and-seek? Okay. We'll be back after this commercial break. Today's story is brought to you by Ramane, now with the new flavor for the Darkness Elemental Luna Hylian, Dark Grape. Feel like an elemental with Sheldera Ramane today. 
Welcome back to the Shaldera Theater. A few years passed and I got stronger, quicker, and even smarter than all my other siblings at times. Um, actually, Mirav, the city of Talibara isn't just known for minting gold, they also have a bustling economy that is in fabrics and textiles. Apparently that's where our late grandmother got all her fabrics from to make her dresses. But grandfather cut those ties after she died. And how, pray tell, would you know that? Family section, aisle two, bookshelf four from the top, and the fifteenth book from the left. I would read into that. I hope you know how to read a bissel. Yeah, I wasn't afraid to show that I knew our family library more than anyone in our home. <laughs> to the point I annoyed Nirov so much when it came to correcting him in his reports to father. I also became a little bit braver when it came to stepping up to my sister Callie. Like throwing her knives back at her when she ever threw them at me. Why you little shit! Knock it off, both of you. She started it with that smug face she has. Reading that stupid book. Can she even read? Yes, I can. Maybe you should give it a go. Maybe then you could actually see the men you drive into our home are just after your body and not your personality. I'm going to kill you! Hey! Hey! <sighs> Poor Icarus played referee a lot between the three of us, and I wasn't any help. Mostly because I was defending myself the way Ophelia taught me. He went from having one child to three sometimes when Eldrin and Mother Sylvana never did anything to stop our bickering. They really weren't our true parents unless it involved a public event like Calistreet's extravagant birthday parties. Nirov, make sure no one that is not on that list gets into this party. Yes, sir. Icarus, keep Luna out of the ballroom. Callie doesn't want her anywhere near this room. But Eldrin, we need Icarus to entertain the drunkards and the women of this party. Without his charm, the whole party would be out of balance. Fine. I'll just lock her up in the library. This isn't necessary, Father. You said that the last time, boy. It's either the library with her or the dungeon. I'll let you choose, since you so desperately want to leave this family's decisions already. <sighs> and lock me up in the library they did. But at this point in my life, I knew this place like the back of my hand. So I did what any teenager would do. Rebel. Yep. I broke out of that library unnoticed, stole one of Calistrate's dresses, and sneaked my way in. Never did I think that breaking into a party was going to change my life forever. All thanks to one man. Shouldn't a beautiful woman like yourself be dancing on the dance floor? He was a normal human man. But just by looking into his eyes, you knew deep down he definitely wasn't. He had platinum blonde hair, and his clothes reeked of blood, though there was not a spot on him. But his eyes were the most abnormal thing about him. An intimidating gradient from red to blue. Just looking at them sent a shiver down your spine. Oh no, no. I, I rather people watch. It's more fun that way for me. Really? How interesting. So do I. It's fun to see what type of characters people try to make themselves out to be in public compared to closed doors. At first I thought of him being like the main character of the many fantasy books I read in the library. 
Even his name sounded like one. I am Lord Alex, Alex Kurosake, and who might you be, my dear? Me? Um, I am no one, really. No one, huh? Well, isn't that interesting? I've never met nobody before. I am terribly sorry, Lord Kurosake. I hope this party crasher didn't ruin your evening. Allow me to escort her to No, no, she's not bothering anyone. But I am curious about why you wouldn't take care of the matter yourself. Well, you see, she is my younger sister. Your younger sister. Now that just makes this boring party even more interesting. Don't worry, boy. I'll make sure she gets to her father by the end of the party. Till then, she is not to leave my side. I wish to get to know her more. If I may- Come now, Miss Hylian. Shall we move to the dance floor to continue our talk? Oh, I don't know how to dance, my lord. Then I'll teach you. Come. Have a wonderful evening, Narav. Hopefully you can get that dance with your older sister. That is, if she ever does have the time for you, and not the many gentlemen that wish to court her. <laughs> Though that had to be the most fun I had in my whole entire lifetime at that point. I didn't think those few hours of meeting Lord Kurosake would turn to the worst day of my entire life. After the party, and watching my sister get escorted out of the room by a handful of servants in Europe, Alex did keep his word by bringing me to my father. But I would have never guessed what would happen next. Lord Halian, if I could be so bold as to ask you a question before you take Miss Luna away. Yes, of course, Lord Kurosaki. Is Miss Luna engaged to be married? If not, I would love to throw my hat into the ring to win her hand in marriage. You wish to marry this thing? Calistrate is so much more. Your eldest daughter is nothing more than a spoiled brat, just like her father. <gasps> and have you ever called Miss Luna a thing ever again in my presence? Maybe I'll show you what a thing really looks like using your wife as an example. Do I make myself clear? Yes, Lord Kurosaki. And with that, I was engaged to a total stranger only knowing him for a couple of hours. Icarus tried everything to change Eldrin's mind. You do realize you're practically marrying off a teenager? Think of the family reputation if you let this happen. I am thinking of this family. It seems I'm the only one thinking of this family. Whatever Lord Kurosaki wants, he will get. Do I make myself clear, boy? But nothing worked. That's when we realized it wasn't because Eldrin wanted me to marry Alex, it was because he was scared of him. Learning that only made Icarus and Ophelia worry more. I'm going to talk with some people at the tavern, try and get some info on him. While you look around that library of the Knowing Mistress, we have to know what on earth this man has planned for my sister. It's gonna be okay, my dear. We're gonna figure this out and get Luna out of this mess. Even if we have to ask my king for help. Months passed, but there was no progress. Alex Kurosake, to all our knowledge, was a man that never existed. Not even Nirov could help. I have told you, Icarus. I have no information on this Kurosake. Father and mother refuse to tell anyone about him. He is a foreign businessman interested in father's trade dealings. Other than that, he is remarkably unremarkable. I can see why he scares father. But as they were all too occupied to trying to figure out who Alex really was, it only gave Alex more of a chance to 
persuade me into seeing his side of life. One time he understood. No! Let me go! Still to this day, no one knows this happened. How I, a dark elf, became afraid of the dark. Alice threw me in a wardrobe while I was cleaning up a guest room. He put a chair underneath a knob so I was stuck in there. Please, Alice, let me out! I'll let you out when I think you're good and ready. You need to think about what your life would be if I were ever to leave you. I think this is a good example. A dark place that isn't supposed to be dark. Alex, please, you can't do this! Alex! Alex! I was stuck in that wardrobe for what felt like days. <laughs> I could see due to my dark vision that Alex's words got to me. That worst after I gave up making so much noise to try to get someone's attention to come and get me out. No one came to help me, not even Icarus. It felt like the wardrobe was absorbing me at that point. All that was left to do was think. Think of what Alex said. This is what it would feel like if you left me. And it was terrifying. Now don't you see, my dear Luna? None of them, not even your brother, came looking for you despite not being seen all day. You don't need them. All you need is me. Okay. But fate, thankfully, was kind that day. For after finally leaving Alex, I ran into Icarus. Luna, where have you been? I've been looking for you everywhere. Just by caring for me. He saved me from that dark place Alex put me in for hours on end. I'm sorry, work today was just a lot. So I just wanted to get away from everyone and relax. I only lied to keep him on track. To not worry him even more than he was now. Back then, finding out who Alex was, was the most important thing to me. Than telling him that I was locked in a wardrobe all day. In all honesty, it was a good thing I never told him. For I don't think he would have came up with the idea he had to extend our time. It was a good idea, despite going into more danger. Luna, both Ophelia and I agree that until we learn more about this Alex Kudasake, we need to do everything in our power to give us more time. I, I agree, but what do you plan on doing? Well... We thought the best way to give more time was to involve the whole family in a war that's taking place right now between the Land of Beasts and Tyatius. Uh, Nirav reported a few days ago he learned that the dictator of the Land of Beasts, Kiki Storms, was in need of a war tactician. I looked into it deeper, and the job was a very safe one. We both thought getting you out of Justio could be good for your health, and give the excuse to postpone your wedding till after the war is over. And with me in control of how the troops are removing and attacking, that would slow down the war. Still a step ahead of us, huh, sis? <laughs> Sorry, uh, continue, Ophelia. You are right that you would be able to control the time frame of one side of the fight, but not the other. At least, not right now. Which is why, starting now, we're going to focus your studies into strategy, history, combat, and a spell that will be extremely helpful to you while you are a war tactician. It's a spell ritual known as Scrying. It allows you to see far off places as well as spy on people you know with your mind. As soon as you're done eating, we'll get started. Yes, ma'am. I won't let either of you down. I promise. Well, I know you won't, because you always try your very best. Now, take your time eating. Don't want you getting sick. He was right. 
put my all into my training every day, between work and avoiding Alex, trying to persuade Eldrin that I wasn't useless, that I could make the name of the Hylians famous in the art of war. It was a perfect opportunity, and everyone benefited. You know, Dad, with Luna gone, I can work my magic and try to get Alex to marry me instead of her. Weirdly enough, it was thanks to Callie's selfish nature that I was given permission to enter into the Ash War, my Kiki Storm's side. Then again, I think she was hoping that I would just die on the battlefield, leaving Alex all to herself. I would happily give her that if I could, despite her being my only sister. It was a long two years. I learned a lot about the world of Shaldera, at least when it came to war. People became another version of themselves while on the battlefield, and put terror to the opposing side. But as soon as the war was out of the picture, it was as if it never happened. It was like they were putting on a mask before entering the battlefield and taking it off after it was all said and done. I naturally did the same. Why send an army down there into the depths of Altea? when we could just send one and scare the Lighting Elemental. So much so, he electrocutes the entire city. After all, the kingdom is in salt water, which is a very heavy conductor. I wasn't proud for what I did during that time, nor was I credited in the history books, but it was all necessary to survive. It wasn't until my time in the Land of Beasts that I understood what my siblings went through as Eldrin's children. After all, it had to be perfect to be a Hylian. Which meant I couldn't even make one mistake. Commander Luna, I regret to inform you of the siege on the Norwich border ended in tragedy. We lost five hundred of our best soldiers, not to the Taiatian forces, but to an unforeseen third party of undead. Sister. Nirav? Father demands your immediate return. You have a great deal to explain about your failure in Norwich. He is displeased. I wouldn't keep him waiting if I were you. The travel home was faster due to magical transportation, which didn't help my nerves one bit. Punishments for the Hylians, it's, it's treacherous, to the point where it changes lives. What Eldrin had planned for me was only limited to my imagination. Welcome home, daughter. Eldrin called everyone that was a part of the family to the theater room, having me stand on the stage as everyone else sat in the audience. I've never seen my brother Icarus look so scared. Do you know why I called you home? Nirav said you wished to speak with me due to my actions in Norwich Your during the failure in Norwich is more accurate, wouldn't you think? And you do know what happens to Hylians that fail. You're punished. That's right. <laughs> You're punished. Man, have I been trying to give you a little fitting punishment since I heard the good news that you failed. I 
Eldrin Hylian, leader of the Hylian clan, sentenced Luna Hylian to be punished for combat. And your enemy. All of us. One by one. We will all attack you till you fall, proving to everyone in this family that you are truly a failure of strategy. I can feel the color drain from me. All I could do was stare at Icarus, hoping he'd do something. But he couldn't do anything. He wasn't fast enough to see that all the seats had transportation rooms underneath them, teleporting everyone out of the room. Everyone. Except for Nirov. Nirov, please. I don't want to fight you. This is no fight. I am simply setting things right. And thus, my punishment has begun. During that first fight with Nirov, I slowly felt my mind returning back to that time Alex trapped me in the wardrobe. It infected me. Slowly, as the fight went on like it, like a disease. Slowly turning me like the many men and women that fought on the battlefield. But unlike them, it wasn't a mask. It was me. Raven Queen, help us. What happened next? I honestly don't know. Everything just... Faded away, it seemed. My anger, my fear enveloped me into a trance. It wasn't until my sword sliced against Nero's neck and his blood hit my face that I finally snapped out of it. I tried to help him, but I couldn't. The damage I did was too great and Nero was choking on his own blood. What did you do? I didn't mean to! You're a monster! And just as quickly as the first round ended, the second one began. <laughs> Callie, please listen to me! Why should I have to listen to a failure like you? You have been nothing but trouble since the day you were born! And now, I'm gonna wipe your name off our family tree, and no one will remember how Luna Hylian was the biggest disappointment in the Hylian clan. With every hurtful word Callie threw at me, it only reminded me more of Alex's words. I'll let you out when I think you're good and ready. You need to think about what your life would be if I were ever to leave you. A dark place that isn't supposed to be dark. That's all it took to fall back into that dark mindset. And soon I fell into that daze again. This time it didn't end till I couldn't hear Callie's voice anymore. When I came to, I was in Icarus's forge. Callie's eye was still on the tip of my sword. <laughs> Luna! Luna, are you in here? I could feel that dreadful feeling coming again when I heard his voice. I tried so hard to fight it, but when he found me, I pounced. Whoa, Luna! Luna, snap out of it! Are you gonna try to kill me? Like Nero and Callie? No, never! Liar! He wasn't lying. 
I was just too afraid to hear what was the truth. Luna, you need to calm down. You're going to attract guards. But I couldn't. I was like an animal being cornered as I kept trying to avoid whatever truth stood in front of me. Was Alex right or Icarus? Soon that answer became clear. I think I heard something coming from the forward. Uh, damn it. Think, Icarus. Think. Before I knew what was going on, Icarus tied the rope that lit the furnace to the doorknob of the forge's main door. Then he stuck his left arm in the furnace and trapped it with the furnace blast doors. Icarus! This isn't your fault, okay? I'll say you did this to me, just so they think I did attack you, but please remember, this isn't your fault. Now run! And with one pull of that forge door, as the guards came in, the furnace turned off. Forget the girl! Save the air! I never ran so fast in my life, only to find myself trapped in the bell tower with my own birth mother. Mother! Please. Do not call me that. You should have never been born. She didn't say a word after that. And soon she started throwing spells at me one after another. Failure. I refused to fall into that distraught feeling again, but I also refused to die. All feeling in me went numb as I calculated her every move, and soon I made my own trap. I slowly made my way out of the tower, and I soon sneaked my way into the throne room, only to find my supposed father waiting for me. So it's finally come down to this. The merciful father, and the disappointment of a daughter. Your actions caused this family to fall! You have no idea how to lead a family. None of you do! Now I'm going to do my duty as Lord Hylian and get rid of the weeds of this family. It was like the final fight in the storybook, <laughs> where the hero fights the villain that caused all their pain and suffering. Soon I had him right where I wanted him, on the ground, begging for mercy. I wanted that scared little girl I used to be to have her revenge on the man who ruined her life multiple times. His life would be taken by my hand. A happy ending that I only dreamed would come true. <laughs> but his fate can be kind. It can also be cruel. My sweet, sweet Luna. How far you have fallen. But don't worry. I'm going to make sure you put to good use for Vecna. You'll love him. Just as I love you. I felt everything fading away. Like a candle drowning in wax. I was in so much pain. I couldn't tell what was going on anymore. Just that I was dying. And as I felt my last breath hit my throat, I had this never-ending thought screaming in my mind. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I... I will not die! Oh, thank the Raven Queen! She's alive! Icarus! She's alive! I got her stable! Luna! Luna, can you hear me? Icarus, she can't hear you, dear. Who did this to her? Calm! 
Calm yourself, Icarus. Yelling and anger will not make your sister better. I don't know who marked her, nor do I know who tried to kill her. My best guess would be Eldrin, but we have no proof of that. I'll kill him. I'll fucking kill him! No, you will not! Your sister is in danger the longer she stays here. We need to get her out of Undergale. How? I almost burned my arm off today. There's guards everywhere in the mansion. If she does go missing, everyone is going to be on high alert. Not if they're distracted. Ophelia offered that Icarus play as a decoy. No one in the family had yet known that the heir of the Hylian name was injured since Ophelia had knocked out the guards that saved him. If he had made a big enough show about his injury, all the guards would be focused on protecting him. Then Ophelia would take me away, leaving a magical illusion behind in the throne room to play as my double. Then, once things calm down, you can run away from here, and we can be a real family together. No more hiding away, just the three of us, living far from this cold country. Take care of her, Ophelia. I trust you. You will see us soon. I promise. My senses faded away from me again as Ophelia picked me up. I don't remember anything after that. All I do remember was hearing the call of Raven's echo in my mind as it lulled me back into a deep sleep. My body felt different. Felt heavier. Like someone had put rocks on my back. After that day, everything in Shaldera changed. My life as a Hylian was over. And I was going to soon learn people are more than just names. Thank you for listening to today's theater production of Shaldera Theater. We would like to thank the cast of today's episode. Sick Boy, Trogfish, Azulity, Riders Lawton, G4 Gaming, and Mark Farley. Music for today's show was made by Asher Folrail, Brian Bolger, Dan Hennig, Esther Abrami, Jamina Contrias, Joey Pecotaro, Mew, Nathan Moore, Patrick Patricios, Puddle of Infinity, The Mini Vandals, Underbelly and Ty Mare, Yun Lugo, and Zachariah Hickman. Hope to see you all soon in another story here at the Shaldera Theatre.